You know, the, the meaning the meaning of champagne is uh, the blending. To make a good champagne, we need uh, we need to mix the grapes, the grapes varieties. We need to grapes the years also. We need to grape to to blend um, the villages. Hello and welcome to Best Sips Worldwide. I'm your drinking companion, Susan Schwartz, an American travel writer living in London. Thanks to my mother's love of martinis, the first words I spoke were shaken, not stirred, and I've been obsessed by the history of cocktails ever since. Through the years, I've been lucky enough to sip some of the best made by the best. Hear that sound? It's time to cozy up to the bar and let me introduce you to the movers and shakers of the world's most famous watering holes. This week on Best Sips, we'll be joined by Jean-Christophe Grimelet. His grandmother Lulu had the foresight to plant some vines in the area that is known as Champagne. Jean-Christophe is here today to tell us how in only 40 years, Grimelet Champagne is drunk all over the world. But before that, let's begin by pouring ourselves a cocktail of the week. Let's go simple and easy with the Champagne cocktail using Grimelet as a base. I take this recipe straight from my book of the week, The Bon Vivant's Companion or How to Mix Drinks, a reprint of which you can find in my liquor cabinet at bestbitsworldwide.com. This is truly the most famous cocktail recipe book in the world, written in the 1880s by Professor Jerry Thomas, the bartender extraordinaire who's deemed to be the first of his kind. He began it all. Bartenders became a proper profession thanks to him and his book. Okay, back to the recipe. According to the professor, fill a shaker with one half teaspoon of sugar, one or two dashes of bitters, one piece of lemon, then add the champagne. Fill it with broken ice, shake, put in a glass, and serve. We might do it a bit differently now, but it's fun to try his and certainly makes it bubblier. Now on to the interview. Lulu, she's my grandmother, and uh, <clears throat> she was not involved in the wine business. She begins to, to plant uh, her first vine in uh, 1978, two hectares of vines. And uh, after that, uh, and she, only, she, she, she only produces, she used to produce grapes. She, was, she, she didn't use to produce champagne. Just to Just, have grapes? Yes, she... she Yes, and uh, she used to sell the grapes to other, to other big, big, uh, big brands. And um, my father um, uh, was not uh, was not also involved in the wine business. He was um, an electrician, electrician, yes, electricity. Okay. And um, during 15 years, and uh, uh, he was a little, a little bit bored, boring, boring uh, uh, about his job. And, found some some vines which were not planted and he decided to at the beginning to to uh, to, to rent to rent some vines and uh, during 10 years um, he was an electrician and a vine grower and after 10 years it was a lot of, lot of job with my mother so, uh, he decided to stop uh, his normal job to 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 be concentrated only on the wine business Keep- can we back up for a second? In the past, um, why did your grandmother have these vineyards? 
it's very complicated because uh, it's from uh, her grand her parents and during during the last century you have some places um, um, with the appellation and some places without the appellation at the beginning this this vines this this um, lens were not appellation but in 1975 it becomes appellation so she had the possibility to plant to plant it oh fantastic okay so it's uh, you know in champagne in the in the next five or ten years maybe we will not normally we will have a new a new plan of plantation about 10,000 hectares mm -hmm. it's not done but uh, we have an idea of the of the, the future places so your father had enough with electricity and yes. he said it's time for champagne or just time for grape grape growing um, in fact both because at the yes. beginning he was not vinified he decided to send the grapes to another another brand another another producer in champagne and uh, to bring the bottles he was changing the grapes against bottles and we used to make only the disgorgement 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 can you explain what that is? Ah, the disgorgement is the fact, you know, when we we when we make the second alcoholic fermentation in the bottle, um, we had some yeast, and we have to eject the uh -huh. yeast. Ah. So we used we used the pipit. Now it's called Giropalette automatic, but we 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 used to use the pipit to 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 set the um, the deposits uh -huh. of the sediment. Yes, right. yes, yes. Good. And we open it, and with the pressure, the deposit, the yeast goes out right. from the bottles. And then at this moment, we had the sugar and the and the cork, of course. Of course. And my father, well, well that's this kind of thing. And uh, I have an anecdote. I uh, an anecdote. Yes. Um, I was maybe 10 or 15 years old, and my my father only slept three or four hours a night. Even now he's 61, but he's only sleep or four hours a night and I remember he was the phoning the night um, and he begins to sell his first bottle to the French embassies all over the world and I remember on his desk there were different files, pochettes, minus 10, minus 9, minus 8, plus 6, plus 7 and he was phoning to all these different countries a night and that's why we, uh, well, after three or four years, we, uh, we sell 80% uh, of the production was um, sold abroad in the French embassies. That's fantastic. And he managed to yes to, to send the champagne to 80 French embassies all over the world. That's an anecdote. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a great anecdote. But did he always have the tongue for champagne? You know, the taste for champagne? Yes, yes, uh, of course. And uh, did you? Uh, uh, yes, he had. He uh, still has the taste, but uh, I don't. Understand exactly. What I mean is, is he the one who mixes and blends and creates the champagne? Well, we, when I arrived, I, I, I came in the company only in uh, 2003 after uh, after um, uh, financial career. I was a broker and it's not very interesting. And, um, so, like your father, <laughs> you had enough of finance or electricity in his case. <laughs> it's my finance, said, okay, not it's time. Yes, I, I, I was, I was, I was boring uh, to call uh, my customer every every morning and to tell them uh, 
uh, I need I need money today. Uh, I, don't know, I, don't know. I had to, to call uh, 60, 60, but 30, 40 people a day. It was very, it was boring. So, so, so it was a pleasure to no, so give decide, that up. One day I decided to stop and phone my father and, and told him, okay, I, I can, I come in the in the in the company uh, in three months. So um, that's in 2003. We began to make the champagne, real from A to Z, from the from the, 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 the harvest to the the, 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 the vinification, the bottling, and, uh, and the sales. The same. And how did that process begin? The blending, because after, uh, before before I, I I arrived in the company, we send the grapes to another company in Champagne. And we get back the bottles finished. Okay. So when I arrived, we decided to to buy some tanks, to buy to build a new building, uh, to buy a lot of steel tank, and uh, to to vinify uh, and to to make the blend. And also we, of course, we have our own vines, and we also decided to buy grapes from other producers, mainly Chardonnay, because in in my region we mainly. We mainly produce um, Pinot Noir, and uh, we needed to to have some Chardonnay for for the different blend. So it was the second thing: we buy uh, tanks, uh, new building, and we also need to buy some grapes, and uh, and so we needed to to learn about the vinification, the blending. So I was uh, with uh, an analogist, a particular analogist, uh, and I still work with him. <laughs> In an, in, an independent one, so it's quite interesting. And with the vinification, we learn every day. We learn every day. And that's what I was going to say. It must be such an education from finance. You have to teach your time. Yes, but I, I saw. Well, I, I made a, a specialization in. Um, I made a master um, master in commerce international at uh, ECG, Graduate School of Management. There is a master of commerce international vice spiritual. So I have, I have I had an idea of the. Tasting and and of course you've been drinking champagne yes, yes, since you're a child. So. Not a child, but we yes we of well, course were since used it was legal. <laughs> so you have that taste. Yes. And um, is there anyone else in your family who joined in? My sister worked with uh, with, with us. Uh, my uh, my parents. Uh, so your my, sister as well. Yes, my sister as well. My wife, my brother-in-law. And, and what is your sister? Your sister also? Did she always have the passion for the champagne? Yes, or did but she do much, something else? Much more for the for the marketing. For, okay. for I am more the for me it's more the production, and uh, my sister is more for the marketing. I think for the label. <laughs> the um, your father was very um, smart to reach out to the uh, the embassies. Um, did this. How did he think of that? I don't know. He was he was thinking that nobody can phone the night, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he had no time to phone the day because of his job. So it was the only time he was uh, able to work. It was the night for the champagne. So that's why the, the embassy it was his idea. It was brilliant. Yes. Brilliant and idea. So we still we still uh, work with the embassy mm -hmm. less than before because it's become more and more competitive and. A lot of champagne producers want to sell to, to the embassies. Mm -hmm. So it's, and it, now it's become very competitive price. 
how many different wines did your father have at the beginning? For well, the beginning, the one or two, one or two cuvées. And, uh, but we always uh, sell uh, a blend of Pinot Noir and Chardonnay. And now it's our bread selection, it's the entry level one. Because maybe it's uh, the main ambassador of, the, of our company and uh, it's a good blend. You know, the, the, meaning, the meaning of champagne is uh, the blending. To make a good champagne, we need, uh, we need to mix the grapes, the grapes varieties, we need to grape the years also, we need to, gra- to, to blend the, um, the villages. You have, in Champagne, you have more than 300 villages uh, which can produce champagne. It's huge, champagne is from the north to the south, it's more than 200 kilometers. So the l'assemblage, the blending is very important in Champagne. And when did you begin introducing more? Uh, in fact, it depends. Sometimes, you could, you, if you have a good harvest, you can uh, have a good tank. For example, I decided to make the Pinot Noir 10 years ago, um, the Blanc de Noir. Because before, before this date, we only produced Blanc de Blanc, Brut Selection, sometimes a Vintage and a Brut Rosé. Now we had we added um, Blanc de Noir, which is uh, composed of Pinot Noir. Because this year we had a particular, was it too soft? I don't remember the year. And after that, we we also produce a new kind of rosé. Before we had a blending rosé, and now we have a rosé made by maceration, which is called rosé vrai. Uh, so it was sometimes it's a test, it's an experience, and uh, if it is successful, we decide to. to continue to go on with this product. Not always this time, but most of the time when you will we launch, we launch a new cuvee, it's, it's, it's a success. Well, you have made me so thirsty. I want to go try some of the champagne. Should we go? <laughs> okay. All right. Their Gramolet Blanc de Blanc blew me away. Don't waste it on a champagne cocktail. Thanks so much to Jean-Christophe for being on the show today. We went live to Cocktails in the City, London last week to meet the master mixologist invited from a Nordic country near you. Check in next week to find out who came and what they served. Until next time, Bottoms Up. For more information and links to everything you've heard about, plus a bit more, please visit bestbitsworldwide.com. Thanks for listening to Best Sips Worldwide, a spin-off of Best Bits Worldwide. Always remember the wise words of Oscar Wilde, all things in moderation, including moderation, and never drink and drive. Okay, I said that last part. Theme music is by Stephen Shapiro and used with permission. You'll find me at the bar 